Edmonton, what is up? March 26th, finally, I am coming through to Edmonton. It hasn't been this crunk since Gretzky was on the ice. Edmonton, Canada, March 26th, me giving the keynote, Q&A with you, the State of the Union of Entrepreneurship, Marketing, and Business. Information below, I hope to see you there. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the refurbished first episode of the Ask Gary V Show, which, let's call it what it is, should be a show where people ask me questions like it was for the first 300 episodes or so. And by the way, Jim, on that note, let's get at least one Ask Gary V Show into the Facebook Live recap thing that we do to see the spikes to put on Instagram. What a format that was. What a big shout out to Steve Unwin and India and Stefan and all the other characters that were part of that show, DRock's still here. Um, and so we're back, as you now know, my podcast interview show is now taking two forms, either interrupted by Gary Vee, which I'm actually already rethinking too because people really get mad at me for interrupting and I really need to consider to try to get better. Uh, then just the audio experience where I just interview people because that's the mood. But I'm bringing back the Ask Gary Vee show and here's how it is. For everybody watching right now and I know you're watching Instagram, what up? TikTok, what up? Twitter, what's up? LinkedIn and Facebook, what is up? Right this second, text me on my community app, 212 212-931-5731. 212-931-5731. 212-931-5731. 212-931-5731. 212-931-5731. Text right now, Zane is literally in my app, signed in as me right now looking for your questions, he's reading them, he's gonna take his favorite questions, so literally text me right now with the question that you have, he's literally reading them, making a subjective call of which one he likes, I'm gonna call you right now, and I'm gonna answer your fucking question. That's the Ask Gary V Show. You're gonna ask a question when I go live randomly, this is random, I'm live. Zane, most often, but somebody else sometimes as well, I guess, <laughs> will read the questions, are they coming in Zane? Yep, they're coming in. Thank you. A lot of you don't text me, haven't signed up for my text platform, so this is the time. 212-931-5731. You're starting to get some questions? Yep. You like something already? Yeah. Well, fuck it. Call Dial it. Um, this is it. This is what we're doing now. This is where some of the best content has ever come from. This is where the most help comes from. I'm at my strongest when I ask answer questions. Who's this? This is Matt from Boston. Good. Hello? Matt, it's Gary V. You're on the Ask Gary V Show reboot, episode one, or maybe not. I don't know how the team's gonna do it. How are you? I'm incredible, how are you? Matt, I'm so good. I have good news. In your Wikipedia, one day, it will say that you were the first caller on the Ask Gary V reboot, episode one show. What do you think about that? This is crazy. I was just watching you on LinkedIn and I'm like in my car, like off the parking day, so I'm moving my car while Paddle came sleep talking to you. I love it, brother. What's your question? So my question is, so I'm currently, I just recently moved to New York City back in August and I've been working as an executive assistant at a scaffolding company and so I'm really just trying to get kind of my feet under me and find a place to be because that job recently moved from Brooklyn to Staten Island, so I'm looking for somewhere else to be. And so my question is, how do I stand out in the interview process? I see, a couple ways. Everybody fucks up interviews because they fake. Because they try to conform to the job instead of tripling down on who they are. So in a world where everyone's reverse engineering the judge and they're giving answers they think, you should see people come to me when they interview with me 
all they do is regurgitate shit that I've put out on the internet thinking I'm gonna like it when I can sense they're full of shit. Right. So you need to, bro, you need to be 100% you and it's a numbers game. I don't understand how people don't understand this. Send five fucking thousand resumes on LinkedIn and Instagram DM to the 5,000 places you want to work, AKA the 39 places you want to work and every single person that can make a decision in those companies. Bro, this is a great opportunity. Like, if you just move back and you're in this predicament, this is your chance to actually take, how old are you? I'm 22. Even better. Bro, what are your three favorite things in life? Like sports, wine, you know, what, are you, what do you like? Well, I, I spent like 10 years. I don't give a fuck. Back, no, 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 to New York Fuck and the Patriots. I wanted to, I, you know, I just graduated college. Um, I love, I studied criminal justice and psychology. I love that. I did a lot of nonprofit work and so I was doing things with that. I love working with kids. I love those three things. Bro, you have, really- you have to go work at a UFC training facility. Yeah. I think. I mean, you love yeah, psychology, I mean, I mean, you love kids, you love mixed martial arts, right? Yeah, I, I trained in Taekwondo since I was seven and I'm 22 now. Bro, don't be a dick. Go into that field. Being an executive admin for a fucking scaffolding company is no different than being an executive admin right now at Rumble for Eugene or at some fucking, I don't know, like there's probably 700 fucking gyms. Right, or, yeah, and I, and, I, and I wasn't happy there and I, and I laughed, I just laughed. That's just one, like, yeah. Full on, like, because I, I just, I just wasn't happy. So I was reading, working crazy hours, just doing things that I wasn't, I didn't want are we to ta- do. Are we talking about the scaffolding company? Or are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The scaffolding company. Good. I left there because I, I just didn't like it. It sucks. It was, it was nice. It got me here. I was able to save a little money, so I'm able to kind of search for the next month. And by the way, and, that and saving that. money thing, like one of the things I think a lot about, it, yeah, dude, and it's, that month is gonna go like this. Which is why yeah, I, I love side hustles at night. Like to me, bro, are you living at home or living with somewhere? My uh, my girlfriend and I have an apartment right out right in Queens. So, what, so uh, what, what, we're doing that right one now. One strategy to think about is what can you do from 6 p.m. to like 10 p.m. as a side right. hustle or as a bullshit job just to pay for your rent and whatever minimal food you need to eat until you mm-hmm. get the. My biggest concern is you save for a month. Now you're holding your breath, you don't find a good job, you're gonna take another bullshit job in two months because you're worried to pay for rent. This is what everybody does, they go into a jail. Right, which is why I don't wanna also like just take anything that I can get. At the same time, I have that be my need. So you need to build, I get it brother. So you need a framework from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. so you can spend 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. to get that job. Mm-hmm. This is why I love flipping so much. This is why I love humility and working at 7-Eleven in a 24-hour convenience store to, and living in a shitty place. I want people out of the jail of fucking taking a job they don't like just to pay for fucking an apartment with their girlfriend. Right, absolutely. And I, and I think I've done a lot of like auditing because I've been following you for probably like four or five years now and I've just kind of really audited myself because I was on that kind of like kick of like wanting to do something myself, wanting to do my own thing. And I'm like, I'm realizing, I'm coming yes. to terms with the fact that I'm not that person. Dude. I'm the person more so to support the ideas. I feel I'm better at that, and so a, I love you I for I love that. you for that self awareness, and it makes me feel so good because as even though I'm the entrepreneur's entrepreneur, 
literally two different people came to me in Miami this weekend and said, my favorite entrepreneur, you're their favorite entrepreneur. You know, and I was like, oh yeah. I've seen that in other like, stuff, like your athlete's favorite athlete. I was like, oh shit. But what I'm so pumped about is I'm actually putting out content to make people not be entrepreneurs when they're not. I want to talk about self-awareness, not entrepreneurship. Right. I want to talk about happiness, not making money. Absolutely. Brother, listen to me. Figure out a way to make money from 7 p.m. to midnight, whether that's eBay, the flip shit's real. Between or some 24-hour fucking job. And I'm fine with waiting tables and doing things I can like see that. It, like, I can hear it in your voice. So great, this is the game. Do that in parallel with spending 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. on hitting up every single person in martial arts and mixed martial arts that you could be the admin for. Well, what if I don't want to go down that road? What if Let, I want to go another one. The, the, the criminal justice route and uh, and the the marketing side that I've done with with work in the past when I've done nonprofit work, I've Love. done things like that, and so I'm trying to get more experience. So are we tr- are we trying to go ver- are we trying to go as literal as you want to do the marketing for a law firm? Maybe uh, that's what I'm very much in the, in the realm of like wanting to taste. Thing good. That I, so I want, here's, like, so here's the good news. I'm applying to real estate stuff. I'm applying to administrative work and a lot of why real estate. To get because I had a connection back in Boston that uh, him and I spoke of a lot for a company here in New York City, and so that we've been kind of talking about that. And I can get why? contact and applying with why because I think I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm, why? why not? I'm no, 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 not why not? Not why not? Not why not? Why not's a shit answer. Why? Because my concern, I, my concern, if I can be transparent, is you may yeah. think there's money in it. Nothing you said prior got me excited about real estate. Okay. I, I could be wrong. We're just doing the Ask Gary Vee show here. But, <laughs> but why not is a horrible answer. And a lot of people use that as a catch-all for what they're really saying, which is this might be able to make me some money. Other people mm-hmm. have made money in it. I might want to do it. Well, I respected the guy who, who spoke to me and the connection I made back in when I was living in Massachusetts and the value that he projected was nope. being in that position no. when people are in the real estate situation nope. when they're trying to, nope. it's the, the company nope. itself, I don't know if mm-hmm. I mentioned the company. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, well, it's, it's, they're basically trying to redefine the scumminess of the industry, and I've always been a supporter of trying to you know, cut the bullshit out and cut all that out and be you know the best person in that field, whether it's like doing doing the good, doing the the good thing for that field, and so that's why. Look, that's the that. that's the first seed of something where okay, you're going to use a very macro point of view to justify right. why. Res- I respect a lot of people. I don't want to do that thing for the majority of my life. Right. Just because you. But res- that goes, does that go back to like the tasting? Like if you're like mildly into it, or do you think that's like total bullshit? Because no, like the whole no, I, situation. look, it all comes down. Honestly, this whole game comes down to how much humility do you have? Are you and your right. girl willing to live in an even worse apartment for the next eight years? And are you willing to work at Seven Eleven or something or wait tables for eight years? Because tasting sounds fun on paper, but the way you're talking about it is is a very uh, structured way where you're gonna have to do everything for a year or two. So you're gonna taste four things in eight years. Whereas if somebody's really willing to go humble, doesn't have a significant other, is willing to live on couches, they could be rogue as fuck because they have no expenses. You put yourself in a jail, you have rent. Right. You have a mental jail of the perception potentially of 
not being able to afford that rent and having to live with your parents or somebody else that may look bad to your girl and or everybody around you. You're creating a jail. So that, le- that limits your tasting ability to maybe four things in eight years. Right. Do you have the humility and patience to step back after, at the age of 30 and saying, okay, I've done criminal justice, real estate, mixed martial arts and sports cards because I'm into it, and say, fuck, I don't like any of them. Do you have the ability to double down to 35? That is fucking mental fucking power that the far majority of people don't have and I don't want to impose my mental prowess on others which is why I want to talk through this in an articulate way to bring as much value to as many people as possible predicated on how I roll. Right. Now, there's a lot of things you can do with that information. You can have a conversation with your girl and say, listen, we need to cut our costs to zero. How are we going to do that? Who's our best friend from school that now lives here? Can we crash with them? I have no idea where parents live or others, older siblings. Like, this is the game of making it operational. Right. Happiness has to be the ROI, brother. Absolutely, and that's why, that's why right now I'm focusing on like, specifically looking at places to, to work. I know I'm, I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking too long term rather than just putting it all out there and applying as many places as possible. Correct, correct. In a game of no's, you have to try to get as many yeses as possible. You have no options yet. Right. Everybody overthinks it and they're trying to like, here's what happened. We live in a society of so much fruitfulness over the last 30 years and school is fake that people think they actually have more options than they do. Because the system's now not in your favor. It's not telling you what to do. It's an open slate. So what you have to do is fucking spray. Not pray. Spray and wait. If I don't have a job in right this minute in the world, I'm applying to a thousand places in a day. Right. People are fucking talking to me about like getting their resume together. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? DM 500 people, LinkedIn 500 people, and, and really tell them the truth about who you are. You have the humility and, and strategy, which I think is smart, to be an admin or a right hand. The world is your fucking oyster. I would fucking DM Dana White and reply, yo, I will eat shit for 24 months and close every fucking gap in your life like a fucking dog if you give me a shot. Guess what? If God willing, Dana White by accident saw that DM on what I just told you to write, you're getting that job. Yeah, and then you do that 500,000 times in a week is just increasing that chance. And you end up on Team Gary Vee. That I apply for. Apply again. Thank you, brother. You got it. Thank Bye-bye. you, Gary. God, I love the Ask Gary Vee show. There's nothing like it. I don't even want to fucking work anymore. I think this is just. I think this is just literally what I want to do for a living. Zane, come on. You should need to be a little bit more on top of it. Um, that's right. Rug off. Let's like. Let's not have any dead space. Talk to me about what's going on on LinkedIn. Just in general, observations while we wait for fucking Zane. Sorry. One one interesting question recently has been. Posted a TikTok clip of the commercial. Yet. Oh, uh, TikTok commercial. Um, what? That, how you were about to buy a Super Bowl commercial like six, seven. Oh years yes. Like, like for, but you didn't have the money to do it. Well, I had the money for the spot. It was like all my money, and I was gonna do it. But I didn't know that you had to buy another fifty million dollars worth of bullshit television just to get the opportunity to buy the Super Bowl spot. One question that we got though with the comments for that was like, would like what would your commercial be today? Like, would it change at all? From it would be right. Today? I'll do it right now. It aired yesterday. America, what's up? It's Gary Vee. Uh, I want to know you and bring you as much value as possible. 
Here's my phone number, 212-931-5731. Text me. Also, here's all my social. Follow me. I talk about self-awareness and happiness and making it unbelievably practical. I want to be your friend, America. I'm Gary V. That was, I guess the same. Exact same thing. Was it? Yeah. I'm consistent, if anything. All right, let's go, Zay. This Who's is this? Milos in Atlanta. All right. Hello? Hello, Gary? Yes, is this Milos? Yes, that's Milos. Hi, I'm from Poland, by the way, so I'm also an immigrant from the, from the Eastern Europe. Well, it's very nice to meet you, my friend. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Tremendous. What can I help you with? So, I'm a law student in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm pursuing this career, um, and uh, I've always been interested in different stuff and in uh, films and media and public relations, but I decided to uh, go ahead and just pursue the legal career. Like, Why? You know, like, because my dad wanted to. I'm not going to lie. Like, that was the reason, because, uh, you know, I thought that was a stable profession, and, you know, I, of course I, I, I had some interest in politics or whatever. But now I'm here, and, man, I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't know if it's, the thing I want to do. No shit. Of course it's not. You did it because your dad wanted you to. Right. Is your dad in Poland? Yeah, he's in Poland. Perfect. <laughs> so, just tell your dad you're doing it and do something else. Sorry? What's that? Well, I think you should do something else. Oh, um, yeah. So, my idea was, right now, I'm, I was thinking, kidding, maybe not I kidding. just... Yeah, I was thinking if I should just apply to different entertainment companies and just work there as some, you know, legal in a in a legal position. I like I, Milos. I like what you're doing because I was joking a little bit about the dad thing, but not really. I mean, it was a hot take, but we need to talk here a little bit. But I like the idea of leveraging what you've already invested. in. how long have you been in law school? Uh, it's my first year, so I just completed my first semester. So look, the beauty is you're in Atlanta which is becoming the new Hollywood. So there's a ton right. going on. It's, there is potential if you apply to 200 places for somebody wanting to give you an internship or a, a low paying job for the summer or full time if you can handle the both and Eastern Bloc kids tend to be able to handle both things because um, they're not fancy. Uh, and uh, uh, I think it's a great idea to leverage what you've already invested in to get in the door and then once you're the junior man in the legal department, you start working the halls of the agents and the creative people and you start shooting the shit and, and over time, no question, can you go from a legal path to maybe being a strategist or a creative if you have that natural talent? Exactly, that was my plan. My only, so what, what would you recommend I do? Apply um, to every to- single entertainment company in Atlanta on LinkedIn, their website, or DMing the founder. Okay. What do you think of, uh, about applying to Vayner Media? Well, we're not looking for anybody illegal. Okay. Alright. Are you looking to move? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an immigrant, so I don't really have, like, one place here. I'm just, I was looking whatever I can. But aren't you going to school? Like, won't you have to go back to, like, aren't you in law school? Yeah, I'm in law school. So if I said yes, you would come up here and transfer to a different law school? 
If I yeah, if I could get a job there and, and work for you, then yeah. All right, just email me, Gary at VaynerMedia. Uh, and I mean, an entry legal job here, I'm not sure what that pays versus the balance of like how much that takes away from your studies, but you can email me, but let me tell you right now, uh, in the title, put Polish kid looking for a legal job. Um, uh, but I'm telling you right now, Atlanta is fucking loaded if you care about entertainment. Okay, well, do you, if, besides from just applying to places, do you think I should also just hit up people and try to network and call them and? Yes, that's what I said. I said apply on LinkedIn and their website and then DM the founders on Instagram. Okay. Do you like hip hop music? Yeah, I actually used to do rap in Poland. Like I actually was uh, doing concerts and stuff. Can you rap right now for me a little bit? Um, uh, let's see. Um, do you need a beat? Uh, no, I got it, I got it. Jeśli wszyscy już ciebie zwątpili, pokażę się mnie Lili. Oh damn, I, I'm, too, I'm too stressed out right now. I get it, bro. Me. I get it. Everything's stressful in life. Um, but yeah, um, thank you very much for calling me. And Listen I, to me. Listen gonna... to me. If you love hip hop and you're in Atlanta and, and you've got some legal ability but you're also Eastern European rugged, I promise you the south side of Atlanta will fuck with you. I would hit up the best entrepreneurs whether they're Jeezy, or two chains, bro, it's the same advice to everybody. When you are dreaming of being in something, the entryway is either praying through resume or hitting up decision makers that love humility and bravado. Right. Like the last kid that just called, Dana White, the same thing for two chains and Jeezy and Coach K. You understand? Yes. Go execute. I, can I ask yep. you one more thing? Real fast. Okay, so I also started, because I was thinking about getting, I was, I listened to your post, Crushing It. Yes. Uh, and I was thinking, okay, I'm a law student, I'm interested in media, I want to get myself out there. So I started my uh, English website, I mean Facebook, and Polish Facebook about my name, Miłosz Alberski, uh, American Law Blog, and also in Polish, uh, just to talk about what's going on in, in the United States and I actually also scheduled a podcast with one of my distinguished law professors. Uh, what do you think about that to also get noticed? You should, you should do that every day, multiple times a day. Okay. Go get it, Milos. Thank you. You're welcome. Podcast, what's good? I uh, want to make sure you're signed up for the weekly newsletter. We revamped it. Uh, a couple weeks ago and the response has been overwhelming. Um, in the history of the newsletter, maybe seven or eight years, I think we've had two or three significant changes but there's been nothing like this. The recap nature, uh, the fact that it only comes out once a week, we, we visually loaded it up in a UI UX that makes it easily to consume while having a ton of information. There may be no better way to keep up with opportunities uh, and information that you're probably looking for than signing up for the newsletter. Go to GaryVaynerchuk.com, uh, my website GaryVaynerchuk.com and sign up for the email newsletter. It's at the top or the side or you'll find it. It's, it's there. Uh, sign up for the uh, Weekly V uh, newsletter and, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. And now to the podcast. Let's keep it going.
What else? D-Rock, what do you got in this? Come on, Dustin. Yes. Um, How was oh. Super Bowl? Anything good? Yeah, Super Bowl, right? Good. What do you? I see you got something. No, yeah. Uh, I tweeted out the quote that you said. Um, there's no right way and there's your way. Yep. And I think a lot of that applies to what's going on right now. Like everyone's trying to be in something, but then they're not willing to try other different avenues to get into it. Oh, like they think there's one path to it versus like. Oh no, you could go and like literally be the assistant and then work your way up like Tyler. It's called entitlement. Hmm. It's called entitlement. People think because they invested in a degree that that application with the resume is what the ROI of that was because they don't realize that that degree almost means nothing to 87% of the actual world. There are absolutely degrees that are ROI positive. You go to a huge brand like Harvard and Stanford, I promise you, Goldman Sachs and VC firms and other people are gonna look at it. The problem is there's about 15 to 25 schools and about 15 to 25 professions that that works for and then there's the rest of us. And the rest of us used to win in 1983 because that 15 and 15 was actually 150 and 150. And what I mean by that is what you're talking about is the lack of humility from the masses to do something they love. Right? It's like John right next to you, right? Like he got in and even was thinking about moving quickly because he thought he had the equity until he was enlightened. It was like, fuck, wait a minute, there's a lot more equity. Well, that's I think. I think there needs to be more education. Like, what we're doing is you're educating more people. And there is a way without that. I think when you're brought up in this education system, you're told this is the way versus, oh no, there's a 9,000 ways. I agree. We haven't calibrated the internet. Right, we haven't. You couldn't DM fucking Dana White in 1987. And he actually sees it and he actually might consider it. Because there's so many more entrepreneurial, weird characters making decisions. Well also, when you DM It was also the judge. Even if you had the internet in 84, but everybody was still decision makers, they were going through a corporate robotic, if I don't see this college on the resume, you're out. But I think a lot of people DM Dana White and not, and he won't respond. Because they're like, because they're like, Dana, give me a job. But, but then there's also the nine people around Dana that you can hundred percent. You're more likely to respond than me. And now, because you're so fucking big time, you know, now, seriously though, you were responding to everybody, I'm sure, at first, because it was fucking cool. Just like, I responded to every single fucking human for six years. I replied to every single email from 2007 to 2011. Four years. Every tweet. Four years. All of them. I still get anxiety when people write, Gary doesn't text me back. Now! This is the best show. Yeah, I don't even want to fuck, don't bring me a fucking guest ever again. <laughs> Interrupted, canceled, audio canceled, only ask Gary Vee. It's the best show, it's the most value. Tell Hello. me if I'm right. Hello? Jackie. Jackie, it's oh Gary Vee. Yeah. Gary? Yes, Jackie. Oh my God. Yes, Jackie. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh-huh. I just hung up my boss to answer your call because I know. Best decision <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's okay. I will. I will make a thank you later. Oh my gosh! I'm so happy to talk to you. How are you doing today? So well. Where are you from, and what's up? I am from Texas, so I'm a Texas Southern girl, but I'm up in Seattle. Love it. What's cooking, Jack? So my question. Oh my gosh! Something popped you. This is awesome. So my question is: I have a corporate job, but. I have followed what you said. I do my hustle when I get home. I wake up extra early and, you know, 
do all of that and everything, but I'm wanting to start documenting and like putting out the videos. And I've even been starting filming the videos, but I don't want to upload them because I'm afraid that because my job does keep tabs on me because like I even started like my Airbnb business and rental arbitrage and everything, and I started promoting that, and they caught on. And they're like, "Hey, is this cutting into your time, like at your job?" And I was like, "Uh." No, it's not. Of course not. Very casual when really like I'm hustling from a meeting and going to make sure like I've got my stuff ready for my guests and then I'm going it back com- and doing Jackie, stuff. Jackie, I love it. It comes down to the job, right? There's fuckers in this room that I know are doing shit on the side while they're supposed to, and they, and they work hard, let alone what's going on in Vayner that work more standard hours and they're doing their own side shit, and I'm cool with it. We did have to put in a side hustle policy because we became vulnerable because so many people were doing shit that some of our client contracts were like, I was actually, but I wasn't mad that like, you know, Sid was working on something for an hour that was, you know, and so the reality is you may, here's my big thing. Get out of jails. The theme of today is get out of jails. Self-imposed jails. Kid number one has a rent that he has to pay with his girl at 22 that I'm concerned is too expensive, right? You, you, most, like, you most likely can get another job in your field that may be more open to you working after work on your stuff and don't have cynicism and quick trigger blame and thinking that you're working on their side. My dad doesn't want Wine Library employees to actually have their phone on them in the store because he's scared that in their hours that they work in the store, they're not gonna work for even two minutes when they're looking at their phone. That's my dad. I, on the other hand, have no idea what the fuck anyone's doing. Well, yeah, yeah, I get that. So I get to get out of jail thing. But so like for in this in in my case, it's just like this. I don't want to I don't want to leave this job because so, because um I it's more it's flexible like so don't do your strict, so do, so don't do your side stuff flexible. yeah so don't do your side stuff because there's gonna be scrutiny or go to the tippy top and say I work my face off every minute while I'm here know that I'm doing stuff when I get home instead of watching Netflix. Being in between and guessing okay. is gonna keep you in fear. You only have one of two options, Jack. This, Jackie, this is what's so awesome about life once you get into a binary framework. You either have the, I'm gonna get another job and I'm gonna tell them up front that I work from 6 p.m. on, so just know what you're getting into with Jackie. I'm fucking Jackie and this is how I go. Or you go to the tippy top in your place that you like right now and say, hey, I know that this has flared up before when I was doing the Airbnb thing. Look at my face, I'm Jackie. From nine to five, I work every minute. When I go home, I work also. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's making it, it, so simple and like. Everything is simple. <laughs> my lack of education and my lack of fear is the reason I'm so successful in business. I only have simple. I'm only simple. Because it's actually simple. We're incredibly trained and incredibly good at making simple shit complicated, which then fucks us at scale. Oh yeah, that is like, yeah, I've been like thinking about this, like just stressing out of it over it, but. It's yeah, that simple. And if, and, it, well, and if I'm, if you're my sister, I'm like, okay, and before you go have that conversation with the top telling them what you do, let's go take 15 interviews and have two jobs lined up in case they look you in the face and say, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. 
Jackie, um, email me when you do it and tell me what, how it worked out. Um, okay, yeah, I will. Thank you. You're welcome, Jack. Have a great right, day. Have a good one, guys. You too, bye-bye. You too. Let's keep it moving. Best show ever. Single best show on the internet. All right, this is Scott How's the reaction? How are people feeling? Love it. JR? Who's this? Scott in Arizona. Hello? Hello, Scott. Hey, Jay, how are you? I'm tremendous. How are you? This is going to be great to show my dad later. I can't Uh, wait. So my question to you pertains to my dad. Uh, We're starting to do some work together. And so we're going to be working in real estate together. And we're both kind of hard-headed and uh, strong-willed, have a lot of opinions and ideas. And uh, my biggest fear is that we get into an argument or a disagreement and it kind of ruins our relationship. That's love a- my dad to the end of the world. He's an amazing guy and I know you worked with your dad for many years. So um, what kind of advice could you give me to make sure you know, we're maintaining that relationship and that constant dialogue? Uh, I got a lot of opinions and thoughts and observations and I hope it brings you value. So let's start with a couple more questions. Have either of you done real estate before? Uh, so I've been working in vacation rentals for the last two years. Uh, we're moving more towards commercial real estate at the moment, uh, but I'm pretty well versed in uh, residential for what I need. And what about your dad? Uh, he's pretty new to a lot of it. So he's not from this world? <laughs> no. Okay. He, he's from consumer electronics and distribution. Why is your dad and you going into business? Uh, we realize that uh, we've got a lot of talent that we don't ha- each don't have. So I have the energy, I have the hustle, um, I have the ability to do operations, and he's incredibly good with uh, you know the numbers, marketing, and sales. So like kind of have those two different dynamics. Love it. And also, yeah, you've got that old school. I've got the new school. Next question: Family businesses break down to two major data points of contention. One, money. Two, respect. Do you have a sense, if I said to you, there's 100% to allocate, and one bucket is money, and the other one is credit. The credit for being good. The credit for being better. What would you say your DNA is? And then what is your guess on your dad between money and respect and being right and credit? Let's start with you. What are you as a human yeah. when it comes to money and credit? The, the credit. Right now, I would definitely, I would say 25 to 40% on money and the rest credit. Awesome, uh, what about your dad? Is, you know, I can do awesome no worries, stuff. no worries. Uh, my dad, Oh yeah, no, I, you know, I, I'd like the money to be able to do what I want, have the freedom and ability, but the credit is very important. And uh, for my dad at this point, it's all credit. He wants, he always jokes, you guys, so I want to make sure that for you, the, you guys, the world knows I'm still alive. Yeah, you guys are very vulnerable. If you're, okay. if you're, if you're 60, if you're 55 to 75% credit and he's 100% credit, you two are wildly vulnerable. Okay. Because in a world where it's gray, 
you're both gonna be fighting for the credit, for the growth, and the results. Let me tell you why I'm telling you this. My, me and AJ, me and my dad, my two experiences over the last 22 years. Me and my dad, my dad on credit and money, I would argue is 20% money, 80% credit. Maybe, yeah, 20, 80. I would say that I'm five and 95. Problems, we overlapped a lot, fighting a lot, right? Me and AJ, I'm 5% money, 95% credit. AJ's 95% money, 5% credit. Great team, awesome, everybody won. This is the family business framework. People don't speak about it properly. They don't understand that it's money and credit. And the best family businesses overlap in a way where one values credit more than money and vice versa, thus everyone's scratching their itch. There'll be resentment 10 years later on both sides. One would want a little more credit, the other wishes they got a little more money, but they're still breathing and living successfully. If you and your dad overlap that much, you must sit down and have dinner with him, show him this video, and speak at nauseum what happens when you fight over credit and you guys take a step back, have a safe word that stops the fight and then you take a breath and have dinner and talk it through. Communication is the only prayer for you guys. I gotcha. My relationship relationship with my, my relationship with my dad and my brother has never been and can never be the same since we went into business. Not pro or con, just truth. Your relationship with your dad will never be the same after you enter into this business together. Do you enjoy working with your family? Yes, but as the driver of both the money and the credit, having to give up one in both scenarios wasn't delicious. Gotcha. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, brother. I wish you a lot of success. I hope you rewatch this and really internalize it. And I really thank you for the question because you asked it of me during a time where I have more clarity on this than ever because I don't just have my experience. I now have the benefit of seven years of reading 5,000 different, 15,000 different interactions and observing at scale. Yeah, I read the Gary Vee book and he had a whole chapter on it and it was fantastic, so. I'll be honest with you, I've been been struggling coming up with my next book and I think it might be time for me to talk about family business. You gonna incorporate that with the uh, perfect timing too? That I'm gonna wait for a little bit longer. As you know, I've thrown that out in the world for a long time. I think that's still a, a work in progress, but I think it might be time for family business because I don't, I don't have a family business dynamic in front of me for at least another 15 years before my children get of age to even debate it. So I think I might be ready. Well, I'll be the first one to get a copy when you do. 11 copies, brother. (laughs) All right, sounds good. Have a great day. That's some good shit right there. That's some real good shit right there. You know why we have to do this improv? Like just go live and do it? Is because when my energy's right, 
Like I'll cancel shit if my energy's right and move it around because when my energy's this zoned in, like it, like it just extract, Q&A extracts much more thoughtful understanding from me. You know? This is where I'm at my best because I'm forced to go deeper. Whereas when I'm talking in general, I have to go broad by nature to bring the most value. You know? You know, so when I think about my Instagram or things of that nature, I'm trying to bring as much value to as many people as possible, but it can't be as specific. When I have time to breathe and I get a very specific question, I can go deeper. I know that we just literally helped three people. Who are gonna treat, not, and it may seem to many that are just watching that are not in a situation, oh wait, I'm not gonna do it, it's not that. It's going into it with eyes wide open. It actually may lead to more people doing it because they're going in eyes wide open. Because everyone's scared to fuck up their relationship if they love them. But I've had a million conversations the other person doesn't have the ability to reciprocate. You can talk to your mom, she can go a year without doing it and then you have to know what to do with that. So it's both. Hello, I'll be with you in a second. (laughs) Hannah, I'll be with you in one second. I'm just talking with D-Rock, okay? Oh my God. Yep. So so as you know, I mean we talk about this a lot at Vayner, I have the conversations in candor, people don't, they yes me and then they act different. So it's arming the person to know what the patterns are and giving them the confidence to jump out. I've been in two family businesses. I'm not in either right now. Oh my God. Hi, Hannah. Hi. How are you? I am doing so great. How are you? I'm super well. Where are you from? Texas. What part? Um, I live about 25 minutes east of Dallas. I love it. Give me one second. Everybody who's watching, okay. if you want this oh my god moment like Hannah has, 212-931-5731, text me. If you've never signed up for my text platform, you'll get an automated reply. You just gotta get the contact card into your phone and locked in because we don't wanna spam. And boom, you're off to the races. Oh, Jim, how did, how did the uh, text we sent a week ago to let people go into little different buckets so that they... Uh. Great. Wait, what were the top hashtags? This one right here. The ask. Ask Gary Vee, hands down. The then, um, how many people went into wine? Uh, we've got. Oh, by the way, preview, because a lot of people are watching right now, and I know this later, and a lot of people are gonna be pumped about it. If you love wine, actually, let me start that sentence over. If you don't love wine, but you love how I roll and think, and you want to support my dad, if you also like high-end or medium-end Trader Joe's to like Wegmans to like specialty gourmet food, something's brewing and it's good. It's real fucking good and look for that announcement soon. So if you eat and you can afford stuff that's of higher quality but you love premium products at ridiculous prices, I am entering your world which will give a ton of people under 21 the first time to be able to do something with me which is very exciting. Hannah? Yeah, hi. What is your question, darling? Um, I guess I can only get to ask one, huh? Well, if you go fucking fast as shit, maybe we can get a ton. Um, well, then give me just a second. Let me go back to my list because I legit can't think straight right okay, now. Okay, go to your list and read them all and then I will play Plinko board and answer as many as I can. Sounds great. Okay, first question. How do you go about streamlining to make yourself more efficient? Second question. Right, let me start right there. I can answer you very quick. That one's easy. Okay. If you don't judge yourself for being inefficient, you become efficient. I might be one of the most inefficient people of all time, but because I don't judge it, 
I actually become remarkably efficient. If people realize they spend more time dwelling on being inefficient than actually the efficient work, everything would change. I've never thought of it that way before. No shit. (laughs) That's why you asked it first. Well, there you go. (laughs) Hannah, I'm being really serious with you. I'm gonna sit on this one for it's gonna help a lot of people. Everybody judges themselves arbitrarily. All of a sudden, everybody thinks they're an efficiency expert on their own selves. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is driving home insecurities and judgment on yourself on something that doesn't matter. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean try not to get more efficient, but just doing what you can, like having a calendar and doing the best you can is just fine. The second you don't get to something on your calendar and you beat yourself up is the second you're inefficient. Mm-hmm. You're macro inefficient. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you can't, like, I was supposed to be in Singapore right now, but coronavirus came out, I decided not to go, right, Mm because of angst at the kids and mom level, I was like, fuck it, I'll stay. Now I'm here, and we, a couple things have happened where I have a bunch of pockets of time, I just sat with the admins this morning, and we're scrambling to like make it efficient as possible. We should have a great system in place where we absolutely know what my 43 priorities are, but we don't, but we kinda do, Mm -hmm. and it's kinda in my head, and it's kinda in their head, and over the next 48 hours, I'm either gonna make it really efficient, high impact on the time I had, or not. But on Wednesday morning, whether we did or didn't, I'm not gonna give a fuck, because it's over. Mm-hmm. The dwelling that people put on themselves around efficiency is overwhelming to me, and ludicrous at best, and dangerous at worst. Mm-hmm. Next? That makes a lot of sense, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, okay, um, okay, maybe actually I'm going to skip around. Following up that question, um, what advice could you give for a recovering adult who, has, who was always told they were special as a child but now realize that overall they're really just normal or average? By being pumped as fuck about being a human being. Mm-hmm. Perspective. I'm with you, listen, you know you're asking me a hot button topic for me question because you know my stuff. That's okay. A, A, eliminate all anger or resentment at your parents. Eliminate all of it. I, I, I have no anger towards Love. my parents. My Next. parents gave great. me Next. the best great. lives. I'm not even, 99% of people have that problem, so that since you don't, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Number two within this answer, the who gives a fuck framework. Okay. Like, what does that mean? Like, so you're not special? Well, yes you are and no you aren't. Like, mm-hmm. like in a lot of ways Beyonce's special and in a lot of ways she's not. Mm-hmm. A lot of ways Hannah is, a lot of ways you're not. And who's judging mm-hmm. the specialness? What confirmation, affirmation are you looking for? <clears throat> Actually, how about let's play this game, Hannah? Why can't you be special? Okay. Let's play it a different way. Let's make pretend you are, instead of not. Don't mm-hmm. be delusional. You know, that's not asking right. you to be delusional. Like that you could be anything you want is not real. You can't. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a world-class rapper or skier or painter if you want to, if you do not have natural talent to make you the best in the world. Right. However, you could, you could go after all three of those if you're willing to be happy that you did. Mm-hmm. You could. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I know it's true. I, I, I don't think we spend enough time, we put fucking Zucks and Elon Musk 
and fucking, you know, Meg Whitman on pedestals. Why don't we start putting, you know, Sally, who's a ski instructor who makes 49K a year because at 13 she decided she loved skiing, had the humility at 16 to realize she's not going to the Olympics, but then realized happiness was the only way to actually live your fucking life and moved to Aspen and started from the bottom and got to a $63,000 a year job being a ski instructor at a tier three ski place and lives by her means and is happy as fuck every day of her life. Why can't we put her on a fucking pedestal? Maybe because our self-image is so low and she's just more relatable than Elon Musk, so Elon Musk instantly becomes cooler. Of course, but that's our insecurities manifesting. Fuck those. Right. My husband doesn't believe I'm actually on the phone with you. She's sitting next to me. What's his name? (laughs) His name's Daniel. Hey, Daniel! What's up, bro? It's really me, bro. This is not an automated message. That's not like you. It's really me, bro. I promise. That's cool. It is cool. <laughs> You're cool. He's a horseshoer. Fucking that fires me the fuck up. It does. I love specific. Daniel, do you love horseshoeing? What's yeah, that? He asked if you love horseshoeing. I do. My man. I you, love making a list by myself in the great United States of America. And I love you for that, brother. Hannah? Yes. What else you got? Okay. Um, okay, uh, what tells do you have that clue you in to needing to rest or recharge? And going off of that, how do you maximize resting to be able to hit the ground running right after? Great question. People are very good at lying to themselves. I try not to, and when I feel tired, I sleep. That's fair. <laughs> it's simple as that. Like, yeah. and I'm programmed, and I've got tons of responsibilities, and I hack. I look at what's in front of me, and I hack. I figure it out at all costs. In your example, you look at good looking Daniel and say, motherfucker, tomorrow morning I'm sleeping to 11 a.m. See ya. Uh-huh. Adversity? Yeah. I look, I think this is about gratitude. This is why I push it so hard. Okay. Right? Even my last answer was self awareness. Some people are like, I don't even know what's happening. I'm like, I understand. Let's keep focusing on self awareness. Like, right. I'm able to bounce back from everything and anything because I'm grateful. Right. I, I you're gonna tell me what went wrong, I'm gonna tell you what went right. You're alive. You will never you will never beat me in a debate. Well, good. Then you should be bound. I I don't know if you believe that if you're asking the question because if you believe that, you 100% have the capability 100% of the time to bounce back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think it was just like you know we spent a year like pushing ourselves into the ground, like grinding. Yep. But the thing is, like we didn't understand that like we did to stop to rest. Yep. And so it ended up is at the end of, you know, that 12 months, we were so burned out. We were like the most miserable people you've ever met. Do you know why, Hannah? Because we weren't grateful enough? Nope. Because you weren't patient enough. Oh. See, 
I have a lot of natural energy and I go hard, but because I think about life in a 54 year, a 73 year window, a 94 year window, I don't think about it in one year terms. Hannah, do you know the number one thing I do that disappoints my fan base, my friends, my community, the people that like me? The number one thing? Do you know what the number one thing I do that disappoints the shit out of them? Surely when I deliver the sentence, I can watch their face go from excitement and admiration to disappointment. Do you know what that is? No. It's what I tell them I'm gonna buy the Jets in 31 years, not next year. Oh, time. They want it now, not later. So did you. Oh, wow, Frick. Frick is right. And we say (laughs) fuck in these parts. (laughs) The The reason you got there was because you actually did, people don't get it. They see me going hard, that's fueled by gratitude. Most people are fueled by lack of patience. The reason I never will burn out is because I don't allow it because I'm too patient and too grateful. If I wanted the Jets next year, I would start doing manic energy shit that would lead me to burnout. Yeah. I love the process, not the things that I get out of my process. So you already mentally know that you're playing the long game. I'm actually not even that interested in buying the Jets. I'm interested in the game of trying to buy the Jets, which allows me to never actually burn out or not have resentment or, or pain when I'm in 89 and it becomes a wildly aware to me that I can't buy the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm not in it for the million dollars. I'm not in it for the Jets. I'm in it for feeling great about my process, leaving good along the way that leads to admiration and a reputation and respect and legacy and having fun every day along the way. If I wasn't gonna do that, if I didn't care about that, I would never go to a sports card show for an entire week in the last week of July because that's not gonna be ROI positive. Through the years over the last decade, so many people judge me for my behaviors. They're like, that's not gonna help him get the Jets. That's not gonna help him get the Jets. That's not gonna help him get the Jets because they're not listening to me. Just because I, I have a professional business goal doesn't mean that I'm anxious or disappointed if it doesn't happen. I love the what? game. People get burned out because they want it too fast. Or they care about other people watching them. I'd be burned out every day if I took in the judgment of the outside audience. Yesterday, 90% of the advertising industry was making fun of me on Twitter because they made a subjective call on our three Super Bowl commercials. Mm -hmm. If I took that to heart, I'd be upset today. Instead, I'm happy as fuck because their opinions don't matter, the business results do. Good, we're, we're moving up the ranks, I like this. We went from frick to heck. Let me keep talking, I might get you to fuck. <laughs> okay, um, can I ask you another question? I have to go because my admins are staring at me in an evil way, but I love you and I hope you rewatch this and really understand what we're talking about. Okay, no, I absolutely will and I really, really appreciate your time, sir. Thank you, Hannah, have a great day and tell Daniel I love him. Give him a big kiss in the mouth for me. I can do that. <laughs> I love it. Take care, Bye. Hannah. Bye-bye. That's the Ask Gary B Show. We're fucking back. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout-out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun... 
because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thank you, Gary. Today's reviews, press play, thank me later, and thank you times one million, written in by your boy LV and A. Jimmy say. I have been rocking with G for a minute. I even had a question answered in his show and it landed on his book, Ask Gary V. If you are someone considering listening and subscribing to this podcast, get off the fence, press play, and enjoy. Thank me later. And secondly, Gary and Gary V team, I just wanted to say thank you for another amazing podcast upload. Love y'all. Thank you both so much for writing in. And remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.